When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Ryback Show live. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, I should say. Sitting here, got my Starbucks coffee and uh, getting ready for, for a big Super Bowl Sunday. Big conditioning sauna day as well. Weight training session. No weight training today, just cardio sauna. A lot, a lot of cardio, though, today with that. Streaming live, Instagram and TikTok, the big guy, Ryback22. Thank you for everybody swinging on by watching the live streams. Don't forget to swing on over to Ryback TV here, where you are the co-host of this show on YouTube. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions go, ladies and gentlemen. Health, fitness, supplementation, mindset, life, love, anything and everything in between, pro wrestling, whatever it is that is on your mind. You guys ask the questions. I do my best to answer them. Super chats are greatly appreciated. The big guys, Starbucks and Shoulder Massage Relief Fund on that. We are streaming live on Facebook at Ryback Reeves and also on Twitch at Ryback Rules. This show's on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated on that. And this show is brought to you by my Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors. Vegan friendly for all people, men and women, he, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. Today, guys, we are doing a Super Bowl Sunday, a Super Bowl sale, 30% off for everyone. 30% off with discount code Super Bowl 30, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I live Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30, Super Bowl 30. I had to go to speech when I was younger. I've talked about this for my R's and my S's. And you had to always practice keeping your tongue down and S's. Otherwise, I, Super, 
Don't want to be talking like why and weave super uh super bowl 30 three zero at checkout on feedmemore.com for that guys and also you get a free gift a free bottle of our one two three muscle joint tendon support formula 44 99 value yours absolutely free with that 30 percent discount all the ryback merch guys on there the accessories to drink where the caps got beanies workout accessories gym bags the whole shebang on top of the best supplements on the planet. Your love and support is always, always greatly appreciated. All right, let's get into the, the questions here, guys. Super Bowl at 3:30 today. Looking forward to that. My uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs because Phoenix Marie is a it's her favorite team. So I try to root for them unless they're playing like Tom Brady. And uh <clears throat> I'm going to go final score. I don't normally do this. Very good chance that I'm going to be completely wrong on this. But by chance, if I'm not, and I don't I don't encourage anybody to take this information and place bets with this information, I am going to go the Kansas City Chiefs 38, the Philadelphia Eagles 27. 38-27 Chiefs. That's my pick to click today here on the Ryback Show. But my favorite football team, someone asked, was uh, I, I was always I'm always a Tom Brady supporter. So whatever team he's on, if he comes back, if out of this retirement, the second one, we'll see. I like Aaron Rodgers as well, so I've always rooted for the Packers. The uh, I, I was a big uh, grew up an LA Rams fan uh, when they had Jerome Bettis. My dad is a big Rams fan, but then they moved to St. Louis, and I was a big fan of them in St. Louis with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. That was probably my favorite team for a good period as well as those Steeler teams with Jerome Bettis and, and Ben Roethlisberger, even in Steelers with Cordell Stewart in also prior to, to, to Roethlisberger. Um, that's a name I haven't said in a while, Cordell Stewart. Wow. The uh, Whatever would I have to look him up? I don't even know what happened. The uh, And then and then obviously the Patriots when, with Brady and then the, the Bucks with Brady. But I, I, I root for good games more than anything, and like I'm, I, I don't, uh, I don't dislike any teams or anything. But you know, you know the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the, some of like the Jets, the, the Eagles. I don't dislike the teams. It's more the the the, the fan base. <laughs> so that's why I don't, I don't like you know if the Eagles won this, I, I wouldn't be upset. But that it was, it's like I've just being back there so many times, and, and that negative portion of the loud mouths portion of the fans if you want to call them that just kind of you know new york same thing the new york media the new york fans just makes me kind of like eh towards the new york teams in general but it's more the area not the actual team and the players and i and i'm, I'm well aware of that how do i feel about the xfl um We'll see what happens this go around. I think it, it it's never a, a good thing that when you la- you launch a business or a company and it doesn't work out for whatever reasons it doesn't work out, and a period of time goes by and you relaunch it, and for whatever reasons again it doesn't work out. And granted, the 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 that happened during the whole COVID thing. So, but a lot of businesses went a business with that. 
you know, and uh, it, it's never a good thing when you've tried to launch a business twice and it, it's gone under twice. And uh, but new buyer with the rock and his people, clearly, if they can learn from all the mistakes and the things that happened the first two go arounds, which is very possible, it could be successful. I just think, you know, and, and it's, I, I would love nothing more actually for the XFL to become massive over time and football, you know, year round or, or to give players and more opportunities and players making more money. And if football is a, a sport, I don't really get sick of it. You know, if you have a little break and you go into a new league and I think it's just a matter of that, that organization, then getting top tier players. I don't think it's ever a good thing when you're watching uh, when the competition is is not quite the same as you know as the NFL and the way they they are going to be able to do that would be able to do that would be eventually to pay players. It all comes down to money. If you could pay big name players enough money to come over, then then players will jump over. And so that's going to be. And, but the way you got to do that is is you got to have the revenue coming in to justify paying these players. And you know it, it's going to come down to. Eventually, if they 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 could turn a profit and get 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 a season under their belt and and, and get another season under their belt, and then it, it's not unrealistic to think you know, and a big time NFL player contract comes up and they have the money to go after a big name. Look, this in almost like an AEW sort of situation. Like, hey, Jericho, we could pay you this amount of money, which is more than you ever made. And, and come over and right. And so that is very possible to do with football, but it, it's more difficult in a way because there's so many teams and so many players and it, it would, it's going to take longer, but if you get a star player, star quarterback, you know, just example, say Aaron Rodgers, his, his he just said, you know what? I'm not going to play in the NFL. I'm going to, I'm going to go sign this. And the XFL goes, we're going to pay you more than you've ever made. We're going to invest to come over here because other players, you're going to kill it over here. Your numbers are going to be off the charts for, you know, because it's not going to be as, as competitive in the other areas. And, but we're going to, it's going to help lure other names over, over time with that, you see. So that's where that has potential down the line. If they could, if they could get this going, the problem is, is they've never been able to get going. And I do think COVID, I, I do think that really, really hurt this last go around with that, but. You know that, but that they were just taking such a loss, and it, it, they they weren't. I don't know, but there had to have been other issues as well. There had to have been. <clears throat> Grim Reefer says, uh, "Yeah, Brady, Brady to the XFL. That'd be massive, no doubt. That would be a move. But that's what they they would should do. They should do like that. Would be." In, in, it won't be easy, but that's that's like, and in, you're investing your your money into somebody. That's the the pattern that I would want, unless you know they're looking and they want it to be kind of like a developmental for the NFL or a place where maybe players play their their remaining years. That you know, and that you're going to get that anyways. But my thing is, is I think you want to be, you want to be competitive with with talent. You could be number two still as long as you're getting prime players. That, that that is where I think people, in, even if as, as good of games are, you always want to be watching the best. That's always and not everyone's like that, but for the most part, people want to know they're watching the best. Like UFC, 
You want to believe you're watching the best fighters in the world. Now, is that always the case? No, because there's other organizations and Bellator is some really good fighters, but primarily because UFC offers the big money. So the best fighters go where the, the most money is most of the time, not saying a hundred percent. So that's where that you got to have that, the, the, the moolah to get the, the, to get the guys over there. I'll get to that super chat. I want to get to uh, Grim Reefer says, I agree with your comments about Alex Riley. Fans need to support wrestlers, not rip into them. Yeah. And for the people that are unaware, and Alex Riley is someone, and, and I, I like Alex a lot. We came up through FCW and I'd been in the system prior and released and they got rehired and he was down there and, uh, and I saw his journey along with a lot of others and super talented, super athletic guy. He was an FCW champion. If I'm not mistaken, he uh, was your proto. It was a prototype WWE prototypical WWE superstar had the look, the athletic ability. And uh, in, in granted, didn't come from a wrestling background, came from an athletic background, sports background, football, I believe, but picked it up. Worked very hard, as everyone does in that, and tried to make it. And he came up through the NXT ranks and uh, did the stuff with the Miz. And then he and he had a, a nice short run where he was really getting over. And I remember this because I was watching at home after I broke my ankle in Nexus and seeing the reactions and the things going on. And then I've talked about this, and it's none of my place to, and I and I wasn't. I just know because we worked each other. He was my first matches when I came back as Ryback on live events when my ankle was really messed up before I came back on TV. I did like house shows for months before I debuted on TV in the squash matches. And uh, I hadn't wrestled in over a year and a half. And he was the one that I, I was paired with the first few weekends on live events. And then uh, we rode together and, and, and I spent some time with him. And uh, he's, a, he's a really good guy. He's a really, really good guy, and he has a good heart. And um, he came back, and, and he'd been out, and he tried to think come back a few years ago before the COVID stuff, and or right around, and something happened. And um, I could tell you from firsthand experience, this guy is a superstar. He was a superstar when he was with WWE. For those of us that know that are aware of the situation, he is up there with all time getting royally effed over getting royally effed over. And, I, and I've, I've given you guys clues enough over the years on it. And, and Cena was involved. And he, this guy did nothing wrong to, to warrant the things that, that happened. It was, and it, and it, 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 to this day, infuriates me, you know, and knowing my stuff and what happened with me. And his was an entirely different situation, but resulting in getting really, really effed over, losing out on millions of dollars in, 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 and then getting fired when when he was probably led to believe that that wasn't going to happen if he if he conducted himself a certain way or signed some certain paperwork not to talk about stuff. And uh, but he's had and I, I've talked to him and not a lot, but years ago, and we've always get along great. And, and I, he's uh, he, he's he's a really really good guy. He uh, but he's had his struggles as anyone, and I and it's not my place to speak on on everything that's gone on with him since he's been away from wrestling and whatnot, but he's, he's been through the ringer in, 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 in a way and through multiple things. And, uh, and I could tell you from my own experience of, of the things that happened there, but in me being who I am and being able to kind of overcome things and, 
and seeing though what he went through, it can really, really mess you up mentally. Uh, and mentally in a lot of ways in, in where you work really hard to go do something and, and something that is out of your control messes up everything. And it's like you're starting over with that. And I was lucky enough to walk away and have my other stuff and where I never really got caught up in anything. And I've kept myself and I had my injuries. I had to like, it was, it's a different story, but not everyone. And, and I made, I made a lot more money. So I had more, more comfort as far as decision-making and things that I could do with that. And, and I don't know anything about Alex or his financial status. I just know like they, it was, it, it's not been smooth sailing the whole time. And like a lot of it wasn't his doing or fault and, on things, but he he's a he's a great guy. This is a lot of the people in wrestling, but he's a really really great guy, and he works really hard. And uh, but, but a lot of people and people that talk trash, they don't know the whole story on things that happen. So, anyways, he comes back, and I haven't seen the match. I just saw the little clip. He comes back for the NWA for the Nuff said pay per view with that, and because I saw that Alex Riley was trending, and I, and I go, oh, I heard he was gonna. I didn't know that was tonight, and. I look and I see, and then I see the clip of the dive. He like rips his shirt off and he goes for a dive over the top rope. And, and it wasn't horrible by him. He didn't, he, he made it over, but his leg hit the top of the rope and, and he crashed down hard. And EC3 was there. And I don't know if he was expecting it or not expecting it. And and I didn't, because I, I would have thought, I, it, from what I'd seen and heard it, maybe he wasn't expecting it. But I, I find hard to believe that Alex would just do that uh, off the whim. Possible though, adrenaline got the best of him, and he just said, "I'm gonna go for this." I, in, I don't know, but knowing Alex, just so you know, Alex is one of the most athletic people was when he was in WWE. That guy used would be able to just you know run and do the top rope straight to the top rope and, and hit guys with a move, no hands, no nothing, just jump right to the top with them on there. Like he's that athletic. In, 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 but if you're away for a while and you're more tired out there. And, you know, his, it, it, we don't know the whole story. And I don't know what I didn't see the whole match. I've heard from people that the match was fine. Was, it wasn't horrible. Some people are saying it was the worst thing they ever saw. I, I don't know. I didn't see it, and I can't comment on it. But I just know I don't know the whole story w- with things. And he's he's been out, and that was his first time back in a long time. And and I saw he was wearing, like, the sweater and, and, the, and the slacks. And I don't know. I don't know the story behind that. I don't know with it and, and whatnot, you know. If there was a story in place why he was wearing that, why wasn't he wearing trunks? Maybe he was trying something different. Maybe his luggage didn't come, and he had no choice just to wear his his, his dress slacks, and, and and they gave him a, an NWA sweater. We don't know on that, right? But we, but we'll see on all of it. But my my thing is, I see a lot of people ripping on he this and that negative. We don't need to even repeat the comments. And he wasn't in horrible shape or anything. I don't think he was as in good of a shape as I've seen him in as far as. But I don't. He didn't. He wasn't by any means didn't look in bad shape at all from this small little clip that I saw on it, but he's, he's been out for a long time and, you know, and people, we all get older with things and, and he's older than he was. But like I said, he, he's had, I've heard some things and like, I know not everything's been easy with it. And it, it just sucks when I see, and this is why I put out the stuff I put on Twitter, you know, people, if you're wrestling fans, if you don't like something, it's okay not to like something. I see stuff I don't like all the time. But this little thing goes off on me where I, I go, where I, like, you know, I, I know that that's not going to be beneficial to anyone to, to to say something mean, to try to hurt somebody, to try to make somebody feel bad, to, to make myself feel better in, in, in the moment on that. With that, And that's what these wrestling fans, you're supposed to be fans 
of your fans of wrestling and the talent. You don't have to think all the talent or, or the greatest thing in the world. But when I was a kid watching, I loved everyone. I respected everyone that did it and thought, man, what 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 a cool thing this was watching these people on TV. I love this. I want to do this. And a lot of wrestlers are like this. It's a, the people outside of it. And there's great fans that are like this as well that understand this. But there's this portion of people who I truly believe have lived a life of fear and failure. And they get great sense of they get a great sense of accomplishment, and they make themselves feel better to say horrible things to other people. You know, these guys were all wrestlers. We're all human. We all we all we all see this stuff and go through stuff. But everyone's on a mental different mental level of how well they can handle things. But we've literally had people in the wrestling business kill themselves because of people's comments online, and everyone realizes like, man. Why is, if you're a wrestling community, the IWC, whatever you want to call your, yourselves, you, you don't have enough common sense and decency to learn from past situations like that and not jump on people and criticize people when you don't even know their whole story. And people that, man, the majority, pretty much anyone that's wrestling, guys, this stuff is horrible on your body. Anyone's doing this because they love it, right? The only difference between you and them is they had... The, the, the work ethic and then the, the, they didn't let the fear of failure or anything of criticism stop them from going after what they wanted. So it's like, and there's all these good fans that are supportive and loving and the people that just know if you don't like something, just don't, don't talk about it. Or, or if you want to leave a comment about something, you just, there's ways to do it that are just not offensive, which is a, a, a trait almost no Mark has. That's, I would say 0% of Mark's have on it. And it's just be better, man. But I, I love Alex, and I'm happy he's back and, and did that. And I hope he takes more bookings. I hope he learns from the, his first experience back. I hope he continues to work hard. And he's only going to get better the, the more matches he has. And I hope he just blocks out any of the BS and any of the trash that any of the negative marks have to say. And he just keeps getting booked and going out there. And I and I and I if he if he can keep himself locked in, keep himself straight and clean and and, and, and go, he will get back. He'll be better than he was if he can do that. But it, it nothing happens overnight, and I don't from his situation and things that he's gone through, and, and like with his physical training, and like needs to get himself back, and he'll he'll be just fine with things. But I, uh, I I just hate seeing I hate I hate seeing that stuff with people that I that I come up with that I that I I know firsthand and I know a little bit of the deal. It's like come on. Uh, super chat. Are you friends with the CM Punk? Oh yeah. We talk two, three times a week on the phone, FaceTime. We like to see each other when we talk. Um, I'll usually shoot down to Chicago every other month and he shoots down to Vegas. We, we go bowling. Uh, we usually, uh, watch a game, whatever, hang out a little bit. He, usually it's eating junk. We stick to his diet when he's around. He's very, he doesn't like to eat the healthy stuff. Uh, yeah. And every, but, but just best of friends, man. Best of friends. We sometimes we watch, we go back and watch footage of our matches laughing at the how he's worked everybody on the lies on certain things and and uh and how we're gonna, you know, how we're such great buds behind the scenes. We're not so much behind the scenes now. I've let the cat out of the bag. But you know, yeah. Absolutely love him. I've got another super chat I missed up here. 
fboy57 thank you great channel how did you snap out of the stress and depression fighting the wwe and vince taking something from you uh unjustly uh i i live one day at a time and i try to just control what i can control i know the truth at the end of the day and and i've always said this try not to let the lies that other people have chosen to believe become my truth when i know the truth and and i just remind myself of that and i go one day at a time I focus on the things that I can control, and I know that I've always been protected. I know that I'm going to do absolutely unreal, amazing things in my life, and I've done some. And the the best is yet to come. And I have always triumphed over setbacks. It's been multiple times in my life that this has happened. This has been the most severe one on it, and every single time, that is why I have the confidence. I have bounced back, bigger, better, stronger, better in every way possible. Uh, because I mentally get better in times of physical uh, failure of things when my get injured, certain things. And uh, I, that's why I've been able to win everything. And the last piece of this is getting the social media fixed. My health is like, I am so close to being ready and I'm going to, it's probably going to time out perfect when I get that documentation with where I'm at right now and in that. And this is how I know. And I just look and I have enough things and little signals and things that I see where I just go, I'm, I've already come this far. I'm, the social media piece is going to be fixed and everyone's going to see everything. I've stuck to my guns. I've stayed true to myself and I've stayed true to you guys from day one. And it is going to allow for much more success than ever would have been possible. And I am in much more in control now, having ownership over everything and having a business and, and having ways to earn money outside of just using my body. Um, and that is truly the mindset of everything that happens is for my favor and benefit and taking a negative and turning it into a massive positive. And that's one of the things that I try to do this show to help you guys, that whole hashtag hungry mindset and it's consistency. Being consistent in life is, is one of the, you know, when I see people, you know, they go, Oh, you're always posting the same workout stuff. You're always doing this and that. I go, that is the key to success consistency because I know what works and that's what people that know what works are consistent in those efforts. And it's the same thing if we're consistently failing and doing things or not not achieving what we want. It's because we're consistently acting in a negative manner or not doing something in a consistent manner, right? And uh, so that's how I, I've just gotten through it, man. And and in finding happiness exists inside of me and not tying my happiness to certain things that are out of my control. Timmy G, Ryback Show regular here. Uh, let me take another sip of coffee. Maybe two. I hate it when I do this show and my coffee gets cold by the end because I, I, I don't have time. I'll just go from thing to thing to thing. And All right. WWE recently made the choice to host live SmackDown and Money in the Bank in London, England. Is this smart a smart direction for them or even AEW to expand into having those live events overseas? <clears throat> I would say if they're doing it, they, there's definitely, um, yeah, there, there's a reason why they're doing it. And so here's the thing with them, if they're smart, and UFC does it on some of the events, <clears throat> but if they could get, so say you have your 12 pay-per-views a year, 10 or 12 pay-per-views a year, how many of you have as a company? You want to make the most money possible 
on your on your show uh, for your show for your, for your event and they have the network they have everything they're going to be they, they make money in all the different revenues through merchandise at the show through online through ticket sales uh and then you've got the like the the cities that bring you out for like the wrestlemanias cuz the city ends up profiting huge when they come there all the businesses and, and things right and so and I don't know the exact details of this but say you've got your you know WWE the the SummerSlam pay-per-view the SummerSlam brand event and you typically only held it in the United States and you usually typically have your big markets that that the the the, the handful the how many ever you know markets and like things like Alaska places you know certain states don't it, it's usually the, the bigger cities right with that and they shop around and, and see what what is going to be financially the best option for them imagine now if you open that up to the world and you've got places with the money like you know Abu Dhabi and Qatar and Saudi Arabia and in places in Europe you know London and they and they go no we really and they're going to pay five times the amount a place in the United States would pay for the thing so they're going to instantly have more revenue coming in now the thing is the time difference, and but they've done that. Where on the network they just they they and UFC does it, you know, where it's just hey, this event is going to be at this time. It's going to be in the afternoon instead of at night with it, right? With that, and and that's and that's what they do. But they make more money overall. So I don't think it's a bad idea from a business standpoint. From a talent standpoint, I would prefer everything be in the United States. Cause I want the less, I don't want to be traveling all over the, the country. And I, and I've been all over the country and it's just, and I don't like traveling like, right. That's, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of the traveling aspect of things. So I, I want the shortest flight possible and I want to be home as quick as possible, but it's uh, it's beneficial from a business standpoint, which is why they are doing it. All right, let's see here. Uh, big guy, I'm trying to get jacked and lose the belly. What's your take on cardio, i.e. treadmill running? How do I get the APEC? Uh, very big on cardio. It, and You can't outwork a bad diet. So abs come with a clean diet, a consistent eating clean consistently, and then adding in cardiovascular activity. I've always been a bigger fan of high intensity interval training and mixing that in with long form cardio, i.e. walking, elliptical machine, things where you're on a cardio machine at a, at a lower heart rate for a longer period of time. Um, but I, burning your metabolism gets a better boost out of doing the high intensity interval training, where like blow up training, where you go as hard as you can for a short duration. And then at a, at a lesser rate, you know, like I do the Stairmaster 30 second sprints. And then a, a minute using my hands at level eight. And then, but I'm going max speed level 25 for 30 seconds. And I do rounds of, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, gone all the way up to 14 rounds on that. And then other Stairmasters that go even faster, like the one I'm going to go to today, it's the fastest machine. It, I, it's way faster than the ones that I use at my other gym. So I do 20 second sprints on it because it's like a level 30. And it, it's the new Stairmasters. They're way faster than the older ones which I love because I can now even go even harder 
so now, but I'll do short. I'll do like the 15, 20 second sprints on those with a minute rest on the level eight with my hands. And then, and I sometimes love to do that, take a break, get back onto another round. I, cause I can't do as many sets on that because it is, oh, that is, I'm like everything I got to stay on that treadmill for that, that, or the elliptic or the stairmaster that period of time. Um, but your heart rate is where I'm getting, it gets elevated and that keeps your metabolism elevated for longer throughout the day. So it's always good. I think if you can, if you're physically able to do that, even if you just do a little bit and then you do long form cardio after that, it's really, 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 really beneficial that mixed in with sauna, the sauna work a few times a week. You know, if you can get work yourself up to 20, 30 minutes in the sauna a few times a week, if you have the time, uh, very, very beneficial with a clean diet, you would have abs in, and I don't know what your, your current weight and body fat is, but you do that consistently. You, you will, and you stay true to yourself. You will have abs sooner than later, unless you're like 600 pounds and you really, we're going to be talking some years here, but you will get there eventually. Walter W in the house. Good to see you, my man. Thank you very much. Hope you and the family are well right back. Took your advice finally and stopped beer. Only drink once a week with a red wine, uh, with red wine. Went from 243 to uh, to 219 in a month. Thank you. Should have started sooner. Man, Walter, I love to hear it. That is a good job. And that is, uh, you you will even find, if you're able to finally do this, and this, I'm on week, I've gone, this is week three now plus this Friday was three weeks uh, that I've done no red wine because I'm tightening up and getting my body even like getting things and and I because I would do two bottles most of the time with a lot of water but doing two bottles of wine is like doing 11 shots and that's where I just go man 11 shots is a lot like I would never do 11 shots like but I, if you do two bottles of wine and you mix it with a gallon of water it does it and you drink it over a four hour period but you're still consuming that alcohol and I do that fast and I wanted to get more results out of my fast and not have my body be hindered by alcohol for a period of half the day or whatever it is, you know, how long that stays in your system and affects your metabolism. But you should try to see to like, now I'll tell you, like, I don't, I haven't been like tempted, like, ah, oh, I don't, cause I've seen better results. I go, I'm not really too tempted to do my red wine Fridays, even though I still love them. I go maybe eventually, but maybe just do, stick to a bottle or something with it. And, but you'll see it's good mental toughness though, when you can get a period of like one or two, things and, and you got to get yourself to that point right because you you went from doing that to just doing once a week so eventually but or you wean yourself i'm just gonna do half a bottle tonight or you know i'm just gonna go one week and not do it and then i'll do it the following week it gives you that confidence so that you could do it and keep yourself occupied and, and it's crazy how over a period of time goes by and then that habit kind of just falls off where it's like eh, i don't really care to do it like and, but when we do it consistently, it's like you look forward to, it, but you, you also kind of, it's, it, it's a, an addiction and everyone's level of addiction is different to where you like, feel like you have to do it because that's what you do, you do. Right. And so, but that's how like but you, you're seeing though, when you make changes, change happens with things and that and it, it's a very important thing in life to have that in your head and that when you apply and you do the work and you make, and you alter some stuff up, you set yourself up. To, 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 to make positive changes in life. And I, I think it's, I'm happy for you, man. Cause you're just going to keep learning and keep applying this stuff as you go on. And it's okay to like, 
it's cool. Like, too, hey, if you have a drink at night eventually, and you, you whatever, it's like, just get back on track. And that's the key. That's what people that are, like, successful or do things, they just get back on track. They're better at getting on track than people that fall off and can't. You know what I mean? And it's because we're all human. We're all going to have moments of, of this and that. And, and But it's – and that's – it, that's a big, big key I've seen and from what I've learned and seen throughout my life. Logan, you're welcome. Yeah, that was definitely my ring gear. The only thing was that armband, and I'm sure that was mine because I, I, I signed stuff for people. I only gave away, I don't know if I did three or four singlets total um, and signed them, and uh, I think I did a pair of boots uh, and uh, like – the armbands and gloves and at different points. And I think it were only a couple different people. They paid a lot of money for those things though. So I was not saying no. I was like, okay, you want to buy something for thousands of dollars? Sure. I've got a whole cupboard full of them. Yeah. I've got three other pairs of, of shark skin boots, which now I'm not even proud of having shark skin boots after being plant-based. And like, but I, I paid all this money for these stagecoach boots, stagecoach boots, but the, the boots are, They'll last forever. Like, I've got them up there. I was looking at all my wrestling stuff the other day, kind of just like, I was like, do I need to get new laces? Because time goes by years and, like, you don't use something. Go to pull your laces and they rip apart, which I'm pretty sure is what happened to Batista. <laughs> his, uh, or his zipper. I saw the documentary on his, when he came back. And he was in that rumble with me and him had the deal in the rumble, the um, the little deal. He, uh, I didn't realize, like, his boots broke and he had to, like, they had to, like, sew his boots up. Oh, talk about stress. My God. With the whole day of like the pressure of everything coming back and winning it. That's like nightmare level right there. Oh my God. My boot. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was zip up or something. Cause I don't, I don't think they, if they would, they would have been, they, someone would have had shoelaces there or something for him to borrow boot laces. If it was a lace. So imagine a zipper, like just insane. Sweet sugar sugar in the house. Hi, what was the best part about creating your character? Choosing your theme song, choosing your attire, or choosing your move set? So that was uh again the character stuff just that was talked about how that all came into fruition and, and incorporating in my personality into that was the truest form of me in my wrestling career was the closest thing in, in it was me in my mindset. So that was, that was a huge relief of finally being able to put that into what I was going to be. Um, but like the, the theme song I had no say in that was the theme song was all done by them, but I, I instantly felt it. And, and, and like, I, I'm very big on, on having a great theme song. And so I think that I was just, that would like to think I attracted that to a degree because like in my head, I just always, if it was not good, I would have, they would have given me like Eric Rowan's theme song that he used when he was a baby face for a short period. I would have been in Kevin Dunn's truck. I would have been in Vince's office right away. Just like, guys, I we, like I, I need to be able to feel it. I would have asked for something different, but I heard this and then they redid it to the meat on the table one. And I'll never forget they Hunter and them where they uh, called me over and uh, and Hunter, they go. We we beefed up your theme song, the initial one I had for the first few uh, things, which was essentially that was in part because it was getting over really quickly, 
And so it's now let's, it was, because a lot of talents, they'll just leave you with the theme song. So I was always grateful for that, that they invested into a better quality song. And uh, because it gave a lot more legitimacy to the whole thing. And uh, so, but I didn't get, I had no say on that essentially, as far as uh, picking it, it just happened to be the perfect one. And Hunter and them had me come over. They played it for me at the ring. And I go, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, I, I have no problems with that. I, I could I could do with this. Um with that. So, but I they they did ask though on it. So it just was happened to be, I thought it was fell in love with it instantly. Um choosing your attire was always fun. That was something I had control over outside of when Vince wanted the singlet, but getting the singlet airbrushed. Um I had a big say it was my design, it was my idea, and then the artist would make it come to life. That was always fun coming up with different things. So I really enjoyed that. And uh it, it's something I it's a canvas to come up with it, and it's very good for action figures. And they made a lot of action figures in a short period that I'm very grateful for with that. So uh I'm a big, big coming up with the attire and the ideas for the singlet. I really enjoyed uh or choosing your moveset. That was always fun. Uh it always keeps your brain working. But I'm gonna say the thing I enjoyed the most was picking the attire. That was the one I had, and obviously the moveset was fun and that came pretty easily, but the 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 attire I get to use a little bit of my creativity and uh and have ideas come to life on those singlets. So great, great question, Sh- sugar sugaru. Sweet sugar sugaru. Appreciate everyone on TikTok and IG once again. Please swing over to Ryback TV on YouTube. Turn those notifications on. Hit that subscribe. Uh, Let's see here. Trying to see Evolution and Shield. Remember when, yeah, Evolution versus The Shield and Batista came out in all blue? Blue, uh, blue Tista trended that night. I, I remember that. That's what it was like. One of those things, he, times had changed. And like prior to like really social media, like that wouldn't have really been, it would have, it was, and I thought it looked cool. I like, and it, it's actually not a bad thing at all. I'm sure there were some people, but like it's, uh, in this day and age of social media, you just never know what, what's going to get people to, to, to what they're going to talk about, what's going to take off trending. But that's actually, I think doing stuff like that's actually pretty smart and to do it on purpose. Can you imagine like if you're a talent and like, or like say I just came out with all just bright pink, everything and like, but it was a badass design, but everything was, was pink. And I know we really net do do that. So like, People would be it would that would trend on social media, and that's just giving you an example. But like, if talents do something with their attire that is kind of off the rails, and but it doesn't have really, they just do it, and it, very good chance they can get another action figure out of it, and very good chance that they're going to trend. And if you're trending, more people are paying attention to whatever you're doing that night. So if you're trending because of what you wear, then you go out there and kill it, also, and have an amazing match. Now you're going to be trending for two different things, just like you increase your chances of trending. And that's how kind of just thinking that, like, what can you do? What kind of mannerism can you do that might, you know, when Nia Jax and uh, whether she did it on purpose or not, but when she hit her ass on the apron and goes, my hole, 
Remember that took off like that's I like you know Logan Paul with the camera on on, on Roman Reigns with the that hadn't been done on the dive on the right through the table like that's anything that you could do. That's how my approach to going out and, and now and like how social media knowing what I know about it. Okay, what are we doing? What am I gonna do? What can I do in my match? Maybe that that I could get a, if I have a camera shot on me. That's something organic in the match that that's gonna happen that I can increase my chances of, of getting noticed by, by going trending. What, what can I wear? What can I do? What can I how Just things like that on, on top of on going out there and, and giving everything and, and telling that story of whatever that story is and that matches for the particular day or night. Um, it's uh, I don't, I just think that there's, there's so many ways to trend now with it, and, you know, switching up the ring gear, the colors, the just, it's uh, and it's not a bad thing, you know. It's not a bad thing on that. I just saw a name on here. I didn't see it was up. Jason Maples. Jason Maples, if I'm not mistaken, was down at FCW. He uh, was a friend of. He knew the Rotundas, Wyndham, I believe. Taylor too, I think, but Wyndham. I don't know if he played football with him. He was the nicest guy in the world. You tell him I said hello. If if, but that name is that is very familiar, and that is what I remember. Yeah, Blutista got a figure. So yeah, there you go. There's it, 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 that's, and I know because they made a lot whenever I'd switch things up and switch your colors, switch this. I also think it's a good idea to though also have you know. I think you don't want to. I here's what I would do, and because I don't want to come out with new stuff all the time. I want it because then I just think it gets lost. It's not appreciated as much. But if you just come out like I would wear my my, I would get a new singlet every pay per view. Every pay per view, I, I think I had a new new singlet with that. And so I I would be getting one or two of them done in advance, or you know what I mean at the next following month. And I had a little good system in place. I'd get all these colored singlets done, so I'd have a, pl a plethora of them. I'd have them sent to my airbrush artist, so they already had them. And then I would, I would get the idea, and then send them images and let them do their, let her do her magic. And uh, and then I'd get it shipped back, and then I'd have it, and then I'd get like I'd had the color, I'd get the elbow pads and knee pads. I had ordered all the different colors online. I remember I ordered everything from High Spots. I go, just send me all your colors. They sent me boxes. I have still have so many brand new packages of trace elbow pads and knee pads for all the different colors on there that I keep. And then you can sync it with the weight belt and do a new, and then when I came out with the weight belt, it was a new weight belt and singlet for the pay-per-views on that. And, uh, and then wear old attire that I'd had that had decent airbrushing still. Cause that stuff would come off over time and have to get them redone. And when they got too faded um, and then I would like wear my, my older ones on live events. So if you ever came to live events and I had like a really faded singlet, it's because that was, the airbrush on them. And I would I'd try to have this good, the best airbrushing that I had on my singlets, but I'd have to get those done and they get some redone for live events eventually. So the live event ones wouldn't look too bad. And I had a little system with that, but you're doing like four, you know, five shows a week, three live events a week. So, and then I'd have to bring multiple singlets because you don't want to like be stinking. And then I would have like a TV singlet that were my previous pay-per-view singlets. And, uh, and then do the new ones for the pay-per-views because it just, and then you stand out and it increases the odds of getting a new figure. But like, if you do that every, oh, I'm going to have a new singlet every show I, or a new, like, I just think that, I think that's too far on it. And I don't think it's worth 
the, then you're now spending. It's an extra expense that you're not going to – that adds us. Whereas if you do it, space it out, it's a profit with all the things that you're doing. That investment of – because that stuff adds up doing that, getting gear made. And I'm, there's people that have much more elaborate, expensive gear with the robes and things, you know, where you don't want to be having to constantly, you know, do that stuff. But I don't think it's a bad idea to have established colors like, you know, Hogan, the red and yellow. And on pay-per-views, you bust out a different, you know, so you wear similar stuff all month on the TVs. And then and your identity is known as that. And then you do a pay-per-view color, color something. I think that always, I think that formula always will work. Yeah, Seth Rollins is taking it to a new level with a new uh with a new suit each week. Yeah, he's I, I know that's that's a great great comment on that. He is doing that with the suit on all that. But I tell you, it really and it, it it's he's featured every week on there and he's in the suit. But it I tell you that's a lot of it it's maybe it's paying off, but I don't know how much he's paying on the suits unless he has like a sweet deal where he's getting a mass amount of suits made dirt cheap with it which could be very possible you know um but it's i don't know on that i always think it's uh of, of a consistent look but his that the gimmick though is being outlandish and, and ridiculous where like i see the doing that every week you know but if i was doing that i would look at more of like the accessories i would keep like i wouldn't have the focus on the suit so that I wasn't spending it. I would have it on accessories, you know, and things, but he's doing it on, on the shoes and the suit. And, but it, if and he's going, it's so out there, it works with it. And he's making, you know, in that, in that inner circle of top tier money booked on everything where it is, it, it's paying off on that end. So I don't know how many figures he's getting out of all of it. How many they're going to just do with all, because they typically would just do the, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would imagine it's still good. So, but that is a good point on someone that is doing it every week. Uh, we talk about Cody. I actually have a clip on the on the podcast on the Cody Road Roman uh, main main event WrestleMania thing on here on the on the channel. Check that out. It's in a short condensed clip for you, and, and you'll get my exact thoughts. You guys always can be able to go back and watch past past content on here. We we cover a lot, but that's why I try to do the clips for the wrestling or for whatever the clip is on to give you guys also people that can't watch the whole show or listen to the whole show. You can, you can watch those clips of still sweet sugar, sugar back again. Big daddy V had one of the best themes in WWE. If you were in the ring and you hear calling all cars start to play, you better run LOL. Miss him. Oh man. Big daddy V that guy I always told you when I was a kid, I was scared of Yokozuna and Mabel Mabel. Cause he was even taller. With that, I was said he was large, man. Like Mabel would have been, I you know that would have been too. And I know I'm strong enough, but the body types and weight, like Yoko, Yoko, I I I because Yoko too, and he was talented. I think I, I could have shell shocked Yoko and and Mabel 
with that, but they would have been they're so large, their bodies and like how and I tell you too, and with the body fat people, you don't here's another thing because I know this because I picked up some people with higher body fat. And uh when you're when the, the body fat and you go to pick it up, it sinks into you. So you're exerting energy, but you're not really, they're not going up yet. You're sinking into their body. Does that make sense? And then it hits you. Then like, it, like so you're exerting it, but then you get hit like with like almost like a sticking point because then you're hit with all the force of the weight because you're not hit with the whole impact of the weight initially because it's like this, this sinking in feeling on it, on that. And this is, and so that they had high body fat. So that's where that would be more difficult as opposed to someone where you got a firm locked in weight and their body's hard and they're, they're tense. You're going right up with it. But when, when the body fat is higher, but I still believe because with how strong I am that I, that I would be able to do it. Um, and maybe that's the op me being really optimistic, but I, I really, I what a sight that would have been those guys. But I, I love big daddy V and those guys, Mabel, Uh, someone says, I see people with huge bodies, but no muscles. Their bodies look like fat, like Big Show and Mark Henry. How did their body become like this? So one, uh, you're talking about two older people now, but it depends. Big Show, both were, were very muscular, uh, at different points. Um, but what happens is typically though, people, uh injuries and nerve damage and wrestling and it destroys your body and they had a lot of surgeries and big shows had his hips replaced and uh he's had other surgeries and but nerve damage and wrestling and i had this out is very real because most of the guys end up with, with pretty bad back damage and typically with back damage comes nerve damage which then comes like atrophy like you know you look at kurt angle and he had the atrophy in his arms from the, the neck injury and things and, and that gets worse as you get older and so oftentimes, too, with the wrestlers, their bodies, after after all the wear and tear and they get older, it, your body just, it, it's, as you get older, it's harder to recover. And your body's so broken down. And then that damage just kind of increases and it amplifies with that. And they're not able to train. And I know this for me, when I wasn't able to train as hard, I, I still went every day and I found ways to keep pushing myself. But when you're not able to lift the amount of weight that you're able to lift when you're younger or different things, that accumulates. That's how you build muscle and strength, right? With that, and that plays a factor with a lot of people with injuries, and they can't train the same way that they used to train. That I think a lot of people just don't think about. Um, and I'm blessed that I've got to experience this and get it all back and go back to like, like man, I really take care of myself and don't let that happen if I can't control it. And it's uh, because we only health is wealth and. Uh, but you also, though, you got to understand they are large, and you're you're saying that. But those their bodies and are are better than the majority of people still in the world. I have a what I hate is I think people's so many people are and this happened like a lot of people in other countries. The people like that that, that worship like the bodybuilders, like the in the I don't like in the in India and Saudi Arabia. Like it's an obsessive like they're small people. They're obsessed with the crazy steroid bodybuilders. I think so many people don't understand how many people are abusing drugs and that they have no real concept of like how bodies should look 
They like those guys. If you ever look at them, they end up looking worse than most people when they're done because their bodies shrivel up to what they were before. Which when they did that and got their bodies so unnaturally, and but it, it ruins people's perception of what I think being in shape and being healthy is and being strong with it is in a very unrealistic way. But it's like, and I see it all the time with people. You know, I've had people try to tell me that on the, not in person, in person, it's, oh my God, you're massive. Oh my God, you're bigger than I thought. This, that online though, you'll get people that be like, oh, you're fat, you're out of shape. Oh, you're never, you're not what you used to be with this and that. And it's always the people, they don't have a profile picture or they're really, they're super tiny. And it's, but like, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about with that? But it, it's just, uh, and like you, like, it, but you're being that very offensive comment to people on that, like with, you know, on that, how do they, the big bodies, fat bodies and no muscles, like they have way more muscle mass than your average human being by, by, by a lot with it. Uh, I always was a big fan of Vader. His son, Jesse, is awesome. 55 to 60, you start falling apart, LOL. You know, there's plenty of people, though, that that stay together far past that. And, and go... I've seen photos of people, and I... Again, though, I don't know if if they're just on TRT, HRT, or or doing cycles. But I've seen older people in the 80s and 90s look incredibly good and very functional and moving. Which is always going to go. That's the route that I want to go, where you're just healthy and like you're not you're not a burden on people. Obviously, different situations and health things can can change that very quickly, right? Which is why every day of good health we have is is a blessing. Because I, I've seen our lives can drastically change out of our controls, you know, in, 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 so it's just, and that's something I've, my mood has increased since my shoulders gotten better ever. My back is better, but my shoulders just doing so much better and I'm not in constant pain. And like, it's just like, I'm like, this isn't, it's just crazy how it's so connected to, to how you emotionally feel and, or like your anger levels and things when your body's just not like in this constant state of pain. And, uh, and I've noticed, I've noticed that in the, especially the last like few months, just more and more and more and more as we continue to get this thing freed up. And, uh, but it's all how you, what you put into taking care of yourself and the quality of foods and, and, and different things. Yeah. I don't think I've ever given the Mount Rushmore of wrestling and I don't think I, I, I don't intend to, I don't, I think that could change daily. I'm just appreciative. I have nothing but love and respect for everybody that's come before me in pro wrestling that allowed me to watch them and to learn and to grow and to become a performer and be blessed to do it and to be able to reach people and, and, and have a positive influence on people's lives. And, and I would hope, because I would like hopefully young people that come into the business to be grateful and respectful of the people that came in before them as well. And I think it's too, that's why I always try to talk 
in a positive light of whatever I'm seeing on, on TV and stuff, you know, for the people that are doing it, because they're the ones that are putting in the work and doing it. And, and there's always things that you can agree with or not agree with. And I just, that's why I always say people can do things however they want. I just know how I will do things my way. Cause that's all that I can control and, and not trying to get everybody to understand like, Hey, you have to do it just this way or whatever. And I've just learned it's not worth the energy and you never know what somebody's idea is on something and whatnot. But, um, I just think being respectful and in the understanding, I think everyone's contributed to wrestling in some way, shape or form. And everyone's idea of a Mount Rushmore is different than, and there's no right or wrong. I don't, but I don't think that Mount Rushmore because the Mount Rushmore, the, the, anybody who you pick on there for your choices was built upon all the people that made them. They're the ones that actually sculpted it out. Those guys didn't sculpt it out. It's everybody. And so like this, and that I just look at things. It, it takes a it's a group effort. It's a team effort for everything, and um, so that can change daily. That's like I was saying for me on, on whatever my mindset is and how I'm thinking of the business that day and what qualities I think. And so, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Who you got? I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm curious just to see if the damn fight goes down. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you though, I am, I, I'll never buy any of those pay-per-views again. I bought one of them. I think I might've bought the Logan Paul Floyd one. And I, I go, okay. And I think I got one other, one of the, the, I think I bought a, one of the, was it a Jake Paul one? I might've got one or two of the Jake Paul ones. And then after whatever one it was, I don't, I think it was after the, 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 was it after the Woodley, the one he, I just, I just said, I go, I, I'm done ordering these. <laughs> I, uh, I, and I, I, I have no problem with either one of them. I'll tell you, I, I, I'll tell you why I hope Tommy wins though, because I feel like his family and the pressure from, from Tyson Fury, I, uh, I don't think there's any issues if he lost in boxing with the other who they perceived as maybe regular boxers, even though Jake Paul is a regular boxer, but he has the stigma of just being a YouTube boxer. I don't know. I just, I hope. I hope for a good fight, but I would hope for Tommy that he wins because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him internally. And uh, I would hate to see, and not that you have no control over that, but, um, and, and I don't think Jake, I, that's why, well, I hope it's a great fight, but Jake comes out of it like where he he held his own against, against a real boxer, quote unquote, real boxer, who's had more fights, right? And, and, uh, and, and that Tommy though, get to maybe a decisive victory towards the end something i don't know but i wouldn't be upset either one I, I have no issues with jake paul i think it's great that he hustles and him and his brother and doing doing great things and living their lives and they get people to talk about him so If I could pick a wrestler, dead or alive, uh, one versus one, who would it be? Well, I'll tell you, I think you could um, – I and again, this is taking away the – there's two people that passed away that I would have loved uh, to, to, to work with because I got to train with, with – I told you, Benoit, Deep South Wrestling, and this isn't taking into account anything that – of, you know – the deal just straight from a wrestling standpoint, I would have, uh, 
I would have loved to have wrestled Eddie Guerrero and, and Chris Benoit in, in a singles program each. Uh, as much as I would have loved to have been with them on live events, and uh, and, and because I, I feel like that, and I got to train with Benoit when I was in Deep South Wrestling for a couple of days, and and I learned a lot. It passed. I talked about the intensity, and I, I learned really quickly because I've always been intense, but I I felt a whole different level of intensity because he believed so strongly. And that is what I took from that. It wasn't the moves that we did. It wasn't that he gave me 50 arm drags in a row because I had a bruised tailbone and Bill up was trying to punish me a little bit and it's fine. But it was, it was the intensity of every move that he did the, no matter how he trained that was he in, in the, in the, it was, he believed. And then that when you step in, in between those ropes, you have to believe. And that is why I, I credit this a lot to my ability to believe because I literally felt this in training really early on in my development, and it sank in with that. And even though there were other things that I had to learn and that took took years to everything to click together, I, I took that as a core memory and in, in kind of that that's the passing that that I would have gotten working with him a program. But I know there would have been even other things, and obviously Eddie Guerrero would would have been another one on that. I think from today alive. I would have loved and, and I wish Kurt Angle in prime Kurt Angle and, and me, I would, I would like me coming back. You know what I mean? Feeling now that I feel like I'm going to be in my prime coming back because I feel better than I ever did when I ever wrestled because of all the injuries that kind of never had a chance to heal. Um, and uh, that, that would have been, been one alive. There's obviously, I think Brock Undertaker, would have been other ones. I tell you, Hunter would have been another one prior. And there was a time that I thought that, that, that we were going to we did stuff on TV with the authority where it looked like they were going to tease a, a triple H Ryback match. And I don't know, nothing was ever told to me <laughs> that that was going to be the direction, but it seemed like we were building tensions towards that. And then Hunter came up to me at TV and just said, he goes, just to let you know, he goes, I don't know. He because I, I he used to read dirt sheets. I did this before I ever like he goes, they're saying that uh we're supposed to work a program. And and I and I said, I literally clueless. To, I go, are we? I, I don't no one said anything to me. And he, he goes, No, I think that's what's being said online. And I go, I I literally just I go, Oh, I go, I don't know. And he goes, Oh, oh, he goes, anyways, I just wanted to let you know. He goes, I'm not wrestling, I have no intentions of wrestling. And uh like Vince knows this and and so I go, oh, okay. I go, I, I didn't, I didn't know we were going to anyways. And like, that was it with it. But I would have liked to have, if we could have, that would have been a good learning experience also in there. And because I've always believed and I, I believe that, that you, when you get to wrestle established stars and you, you, people then see you in the ring with an established star and you either beat them or you hold your own against them. You get, that's what getting the rub from them. It can do. And when you do that with enough TV stars and then you get you and the other good part from a talent standpoint on that is, is you, these guys have been in the ring with all the greats and all the past, the old, the people, the generation before. And that's how things kind of get instilled and carried on in pro wrestling, different things. And, and you make it your own, but you keep alive the, you know, the little tricks of the things that they did or they do. And you, you just get that. And that's what I've been blessed with the guys that I have. I've gotten enough of that and, and really learned and put it into the memory bank and, and forever we'll, we'll keep that and that, but that's how, you know, you don't necessarily get that working with people that are, that don't, don't have that for the, they're new. 
you're all coming together up in the same era. So it's always different, you know, styles, people, different thought presses, process of putting together match, different ideas for spots, different psychology. And then you listen, you go, I never looked at it like that. And, and then you all of a sudden now have a different way of viewing, putting together things for matches and things like that. And that's where it's really from a talent standpoint. And yeah, it's always cool to the people that you grew up watching and whatnot, but it's that, that's like the inner workings of like how stuff kind of gets carried on and moves on. Right. And, you know, it's like, you know, Bray, and he's like this generation's what people say, like version. He's not the undertaker, but he's like that. He's that this generation's idea of that, essentially, right, uh, of this uh, supernatural type character or abilities at times in, a, in an entirely different way. And he's been in the ring with him and had that. And then it's why they did it again the other night. They did it for they did it years ago at Mania. And then they did the segment with him and Taker. And that's kind of that's the rub of people to acknowledging that that carries on and it, it ups Bray's stock in that the star power. And that's why you do those moments with that and do that. Those would be my answers for off the top of my head right now. Super chat, Predminator, pre, 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 pre Hey, big guy, were, uh, hey, big guy, were you, were you impressed when Kane deadlift, uh, body slammed great Lee at WrestleMania 23? And do you think you could have done the same things? So uh, I have to go off to YouTube that and look and see. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but if he deadlift slammed uh, great call Lee the uh yeah that's beyond impressive Kane is one of the strongest was guys and he comes from like a had a powerlifting background or, or had a powerlifting style of training early on if I'm not mistaken from what I remember and uh he had to alter his his he's his training as he got older and I would see him at the gym and he would be doing his warm-up and on the bike and and he had his weight routine and he doesn't didn't power lift. But I remember he used to make make comments if we were at a gym and he maybe saw some of the stuff and, and and he would like he might say something, Oh, I used to be able to do that, or or I used to like it'd be you know funny, like kind of uh, or something, and he's but he's beat up and you, you alter your style and you train lighter as you get older. And I've learned the importance of that to for longevity, and you don't always have to like you just don't always have to max out, or you don't always have to go balls to the wall as far as like, like there's like staying good and feeling healthy and staying good like is 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 like I said wealth is health health is wealth on that on that end but he uh he's one of the strongest just well-built guys in all of the history of pro wrestling for being as tall as he was and proportionate as he was uh like just he's always he's one of those guys he's disciplined he's consistent he's even if he's not in his best shape he's still in shape like and he he always no matter what, um, so I, I again and just a great human being and, and was nothing but great to me from from beginning to end, uh, my time there. He uh, do do I think to answer? Do you think I, do I think I could have done it? Yes, I do. I, I've deadlifted guys off the ground in different weights and Kali that would have been just he's the just scooping under. I have to see how what it did the exact if I'm thinking of, of it correctly on it, uh, but I will watch it and then. If we get back on this on the next show, I'll have to just to, to make sure it is what I think it is. 
and let you know if I think I could do it or not. But he's he's a legit strong, strong dude. I told you guys, we my right hand, I think it was this finger right here, not my middle finger, this finger. And it's all normal now. But my joint, me and Kane, it was you can watch the match if you want to see. You won't I you might see me like do something and look at it during the match. Me and Kane, it was when I came back after the growing tear thing. I was out in that short period and came back to that authority angle where what team I was going to go on for, for Survivor Series. Me and Kane had a main event match on SmackDown, I, I believe, in the UK, which would have been was that 2015 or four? Was that the it might have been the end of 2014, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, on a SmackDown in the UK. So it would have been whenever that European tour was the second half of the year leading into Survivor Series. Um, Ryback in, in yeah, Ryback Kane, maybe on YouTube, SmackDown main event, UK, maybe it'll come up, I bet. Uh, we something happened and our hands hit, and my finger hit something on his hand at such a force, and it took my finger and just broke it at the joint. And I'd never broken a finger had anything happened. I do hand grips and do hand things. And I was like, I was in shock that something happened. And it was on the force and hitting him. And he was, it was like both our hands were moving. I was coming up and his hand was going down. It was like, and I might've, it might've been like on a punch and coming back something. And his other hand was coming up and my hand was coming down. That might've been what it was. And as, as it hit my finger, it snapped my finger completely the other direction. So my fingers just, boom. And I literally look, I go, oh, my finger just broke. <laughs> and uh, and we had the whole match to do still. And we do the whole match as if nothing else happened on it. But like, that's like stuff that I had to go, like they had to break my finger back into place and then and pop it into place and then they brace it. And then I had to go see a, a doctor on my day off when I got home and, uh, and, and, and they had to brace it up. So I had to, and I had to brace it and tape it and wrestle, didn't miss any time. These are like the little things like, it was like, cause that, that doesn't cause, uh, you know, I remember I talked to, I, I think I messaged Hunter after it happened and uh, or something happened or he messaged and said it was something happened. I was in the airport and it was, uh, are you okay? And uh, oh, I broke my finger and uh, I could just go, I'll be fine. I won't miss any time. And that was it. <laughs> but like Bray just broke his head. He's probably wrestling. That's just what you do. You just keep going. And because it, it was something that could, they could tape it. You could kind of work around it and they could brace it up enough where you, and you just kind of, maybe you don't do a few things you would normally do, but it, it, it's painful for a bit. And then it just finally gets better. And it's, uh, then you tape it up heavy for a few weeks after you get the brace off and, and you keep going with it. But uh, yeah. That was my, that happened. And it was, I just go, Kane, it was such a force, just such a large human being, two forces hitting. And it unfortunately was like his hand hit my one finger and just destroyed it. <laughs> uh. Smackdown, June. No, I don't, Walter, I don't think it was, no, because it was leading into Survivor Series. I, it was 2014 because it was when I came back babyface after the heel run with Rybaxel. Sugar, sugar, I missed a super chat. Let me see. Where did I miss? 
There it is. I found it. Kyler. Whoever made Rob Van Dam singlets did one hell of a job. His singlets always had really cool designs on them. HBK had awesome attire as well. Yep. And that guy did the first beginning. Uh, his name was Joe Holland. And uh, Rob got me in touch with him when I asked Rob if it was all right, if he had an issue, because he wasn't in WWE. It hadn't been. And, uh, and so I, I looked at it. I always, lo- I always loved his gear. On it. And I didn't want to do the same, like I didn't do the same designs because we have different personalities, right? On it. But it was he and he was so cool. That's why I will forever. He's just such a good guy. But I, I, I'm respectful of that. Like I think it's important. A lot of people just take stuff and like, oh, they're not here. I'm just going to steal this or that. And that's why I think it's important to have respect for like the people that come before. Because had he said like, he very, if he would have told me like, look, I, I, I plan on coming back and, or, this and that. And, you know, I, I would appreciate it if maybe you stayed away from the airbrush. I 1000% would have just went, I would have had it done by the, the, I would have got a different, I would have had something done, not airbrushed on it. I would have had stuff stitched on or, or whatever and, and went an entirely different route because I just think it's, that's, it's important to do that with people because the idea wasn't my idea. It came from what he had done and, and came before. Right. And I'm sure he got the idea from something. Maybe it was from someone else, but I just think that that's such an important thing to to have. It's like doing a move. If somebody, you know, is, is this and they leave and, and you want to, you want to do their move. I think it's important. And you, they, they have intentions of coming back or you think they're going to come back or you, you should probably ask unless it's being directed for you to do it from the, from the company or something. And even then you probably should still just shoot a thing. Like, even if you don't know, I'm like, Hey, here's the deal. What are your thoughts? But I just think it's, it's an important thing, but that guy, he, he did, he, yeah, he did really good work. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, this is kind of an interesting question. Is it a nightmare to have heat with a veteran, especially like someone like The Undertaker? I would think in this day and age, where there's so many the veterans not necessarily around, but I think with that, in that comes, it depends on what your level at in the company. If you're brand new, absolutely. And you don't have a lot of stroke or say, and it, again, it, that depends on the situation, on, on what it is exactly, what happened. But whenever, if you're dealing with somebody that's massively loved and loved by a lot of people and, and they have, you have heat with them in whatever way they can, and they, and they are vocal about it, or they do something and they could, they could really have an impact on, on you or someone and politically backstage, they have a lot of influence. Um, and that's where pro wrestling, if it's not in the contract and you just sign an open end contract, things can go from great to, to not so great really quickly from a creative standpoint on that. And uh, you see it all the time. And it, a lot of the time it's just them just for, there's so many crazy, ridiculous things. Some are more warranted than others and some are definitely warranted, but it's like, there's, it's like a, it's politics involved in everything, but pro wrestling, you're dealing with acting gigs. It's not like you're dealing with a starting spot that's yours and that you've earned and is backed up by your work. You, you know, that, that your efforts in, in a game that you know the structure of that game, go out and just play the best of your ability. Where in pro wrestling, the story and the creative is is determined prior 
and can be can be maneuvered and can be outlined any which way, good or bad. Right? You know, Roman Reigns could be booked to be jobbed out tomorrow. Could he? They could put Roman Reigns, make him go out there in a dress, lipstick in a dress, and and prance around and get beat in thirty seconds. It's just acting. There's nothing holding that back from that stopping that other than like him saying, I'm not going to do that or I quit. Like, but like they have that power. If it's not in your contract to do whatever they want, you're going to go out and wearing a banana costume and you're going to, you're going to just, you're going to, you're going to get thrown up on and uh, we're going to let people, we're going to have plants and throw stuff at you and, and you're going to get jobbed out in, in 15 seconds. That's in the script for the day. You sign that contract, and you don't have the power to to to, to get out of it. You can't you can't talk your way out of it. You got to go do it if you're a professional with it on that end, right? And if you don't have a reason to get out of it, and so that's what um, you know the that that the stuff that can have an impact in a lot of ways with it, but. I agree. Booker T did look good at the Rumble. He's always, and he's another guy that always, despite him being completely off on anything involving me, and and also another one, just completely, the fact that he worked with me for years again. And these guys, they don't pick up the call; they do a video on lies and uh, different things, and it, that to me is just never forget. But personal feelings aside on things he's always been in shape he's always worked hard clearly and easy but he's a guy that's always kept himself together well and he still uh has has remained i would say agile and, and kept his youthfulness in as he's aging very well super chat grim reefer thank you buddy when you worked in wwe did you carpool and who did you like to pair with any funny stories i talked about this i wrote early on with with cody daniel bryan cesaro would be in there and uh obviously um i i learned pretty quickly and i think before when i was doing live events i can't remember i rode with alex riley or he rode with me i had a car for a bit uh and then i rode with other people i think for a bit and then i finally then cody daniel bryan cesaro and then I realized, and nothing. I, I love all those guys. I needed. I didn't like getting up in the morning and having to wait for other people to go to the gym because we're all sharing a car and wait for everybody to meet at a certain time. Uh, and you know, I want to eat at the place that I want to eat. I don't want to have to stop at multiple places for people. I don't want to have to get to the gym late. I need. I wanted time to stretch because I was my health. I used to stretch during that night because my back and everything already was bad from the surgery and the things going on in my shoulder. So I would get to the gym and just, I would, I, I like to have three hours of gym time. Nobody else wanted to go to the gym for three hours. And so I, I realized I go for me to be uh, my best week after week. I need to have my, I need to have peace of mind being away because we're all together all the time from at the shows and at TVs. So I go, I need my alone time and I need my time to think, listen to business books and audio books and learning and, 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 and financial advice and, and stock markets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, positivity books, whatever it is, just constantly using that three to five hours every night of driving is learning time um, to maximize the money that I was making into more money. And uh, 
I loved riding with people though. During Nexus, we rode together, the Nexus guys, but I like, I like to be able to have, you know, my freedom on it. And it, it's not a, you know, if somebody's late and you get to your gym, your workout, they only want to go to the gym for 60 minutes and somebody's, somebody's late meeting in the lobby because they overslept or something happened. And, and then now your workout time is cut short. Now your whole day is affected with that. And, and like for me, I work out, I, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I do a lot more than most people on it and uh, overall and on all areas. And there's a reason I look and am who I am and it takes a lot of work. And I've been like that since I was a kid. Other people don't have that in them in that. And it doesn't mean they don't work hard and do things, but it's it, there's levels to this. And so it was just, I go, I'm a, I'm going to ride alone. And that was, and it was not, not, I, and I, I was always in a good mood to be around everyone because I had my alone time and I love eating alone. I love being, I like, I like being around people too, but I like, I, there's constantly, there's just, I, I love peace of mind. I love just being able to think. I love, I love being in control of the situation. Somebody, other people are around, they could be negative. They could be complaining. I just like to be happy. I like to just be at peace and I've learned and I, I like, I love having control as much as I could have control in life. When I have control, I'm, I'm pretty happy in that. So I like everything I've seen with Austin theory. He's very talented and he's only, he could speak and he, I think he's done a fantastic job of everything that they've asked of him thus far. Hello, hello. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Yes, the Ryback Show, we are on. We Typically, the schedule right now is going to try to... It's the I'm doing Sunday today. Monday, tomorrow will be a new feeding time. we got a new Papa John's. Valentine's heart-shaped pizza coming tomorrow with some uh, cheese sticks and uh, some some double chocolate brownie uh, dessert for the feeding time tomorrow, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. That will go the premiere. And then we'll do Ryback shows probably Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. So there'll be usually, but usually hopefully three, four shows a week on top of all the clips in the feeding time video. So please always check back regularly on here. We always have content on top. On top, of, I do the 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 shorts I use for the entertainment and to plug the supplements, and then the stories I'll put in there occasionally on different things and whatnot. So there's there's a, a wide array of of content and information and entertainment on on here on Ryback TV. With that, uh, guys, with that here, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. I've got to finish a few things and uh, and then. I hope everyone, though, enjoys the Super Bowl. So happy Super Bowl Sunday once again. Don't miss out on our Feed Me More Nutrition 30% off sales. Save 30%. Discount code Super Bowl 30, Super Bowl 30 at checkout on feedmemore.com to save 30% there and get the free supplement, the 123 Muscle Joint Tendon. Just hit that free gift when it pops up on there. The Big Guy Male Performance Formula. Hopefully, I'll find out this week. I'm hoping it's done and shipped out. Uh, I'll let you know on one of the shows upcoming this week on the final status of that getting back into inventory uh everything else is in stock and ready to go though on there so thank you guys very very much enjoy the super bowl guys until next time stay hungry feed me 
more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.